Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to a fine Sunday morning, beautiful morning on the East Coast. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and as always, this is The Master Plan. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again, 347-637-3220. A great store. You got a store. Got a great in store for you today. Talking about quarterbacks. At the ball. It's it's quicker than you can think. It's coming. And uh, I give you some quarterbacks. What quarterbacks? You can't talk about my quarterback. Quarterback, man, you know what DTO said. Broke down in tears when he started talking about his quarterback. Well, that's what we're talking about today. I got 25 that I like, uh, and we're going to talk about them all from 25 all the way down to number one. And I'm pretty sure some of you are going to disagree. And if you do, call in, or if you rather not call in, you can do this. I have a chat room sitting out there for you. You can use that chat room to uh, uh, give me your opinion, ask a question. Uh, if, if, if for some reason I don't mention the quarterback that you're thinking about or your favorite quarterback, why you I left them off the 25, quite naturally. There are 32 quarterbacks, so somebody's going to get left off. But it is what it is. And uh, first, let's go this way first. Coming up, and but that's just opinion. That's why I'm doing earlier than I normally do. I know in the month of August, in the month of July, so you can get a better idea. I pay Listen to what I'm saying, and hopefully you do. Detail position. We're back. Running back. Receiver tight end. And uh, he has drafts. Now remember, last week I told you I, I ranked them. 
I put the ranking on the website. Yep. That was tied in. Come Monday. Come Monday. After I break this down for the, for the quarterbacks, it'll be on that website. So you'll have tight ends and um, running backs. Excuse me, tight ends and quarterbacks. Wow, tight ends and quarterbacks. Um, to go to go with uh, in your in the rankings, and um, before the month is out, in the next two weeks are out. You have the uh, wide receivers and the running backs, and I always end up with the running backs. So. Quarterbacks this week, wide receivers next week, and running backs will be the last uh, uh, to to round off the four positions that I um, the money positions that uh, uh, you need, and hopefully uh, I've gave given you some sleepers or some. Um, players that you may think about that are uh, not on your radar or change your outlook on those and what to look for. Now, before I get into these quarterbacks, this is the one position. And if you notice, the tight end I, I, I gave you, and if you've ever been in the same league that I've been in, you know that In very rare, very rare times when I'm drafting. Last last week, uh, last week we talked about tight ends, and that's what I'm talking about. That I draft a tight end before the um, seventh or eighth round. Yeah, that's right, seventh or eighth round. Trust me, seventh or eighth round. That's where I've gotten Greg Olson. I've gotten uh, I've gotten uh, Delaney Walker, two money, two money tight ends, and I'm going to uh, uh, say this: drafting a quarterback, in my mind, in a one quarterback league, is drafting them early like in the first, second, and possibly the third round, uh, and maybe even going to the fourth round, in my opinion, is idiotic. Yeah, and I'm saying it like that. It's idiotic for the simple reason. If you look at the quarterback talent, now you got the your Drew Brees, you got your Peyton Manning, you got um, Andrew Luck. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. It's five, I think it's four or five quarterbacks I just named. But there's all there's other talented quarterbacks out there. Ben Roethlisberger. A lot of people thought Ben Roethlisberger was wasn't a top quarterback. The last few years I've I grabbed Ben Roethlisberger real late. Eighth, ninth round, sometime tenth round. And what has he produced? Come on. So that's what I'm talking about. You don't need. And let me see how I can break this down. 
if you draft a quarterback high, you're relying, and 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 I understand why you why you draft them high, like an Aaron Rodgers or a Drew Brees or a Peyton Manning, because it's guaranteed points, uh, uh, a good uh, uh, amount of points each week. Guess what? If you don't draft a solid core of running backs, and especially in PPR, and even the standard, a solid core of wide receivers, those two positions are going to suffer. Now, I know the only uh, you only pick one quarterback early, and that's going to take away from you picking a a top running back or a top wide receiver, depending on which way you want to go. Me, I've always picked running back. I concentrate on running back first because that's the position that seems to be depleted the, the most, the fastest. And then I worry about a wide receiver. To me, and this is my opinion, and I've done pretty well. Um, I've won two championships uh, last year, won two championships the year before. Um, it, and what I'm saying is I've won multiple cha- championships. Um, with my philosophy of, of a running back, uh, a top running back, and at least a one top running back and at least one top wide receiver in the first two rounds. Um, and then uh, worry about a quarterback, seventh, eighth, yeah, ninth, tenth round. I've, I've done it that well, and, 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 and I've done it that before. And it, uh, it's, it's panned out. It's worked out. So what I'm saying is this. You don't need to draft a quarterback in the first round. Now, it's a sexy pick, okay? Ooh, I got Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, I got Drew Brees, even though Drew Brees is not a first-round pick now uh, and and, uh, not a draft. Ooh, I got Andrew Luck. Ooh, I got... I think now people are thinking Russell Wilson's a top five pick, top ten pick at least. Because and and, and uh, but you don't need to. You don't need to, in my opinion, because you can get a very strong team, a very strong team, and the quarterback be. Carson Palmer. Yeah, Carson Palmer. Or the quarterback could be uh, Matthew Stafford. Or the quarterback could be uh, Philip Rivers. In a uh, 12-team league. 12-team league, people. I'm going to give you somebody like uh, Matthew Stafford, just say. Or, uh, no, I'll give you somebody like Philip Rivers, okay? In a 12-team league, Philip Rivers' average draft position would be uh, in the eighth round. One of the first two picks in the eighth round. That's what I'm talking about. How about Carson Palmer? Now, a lot of people say, come on, Carson Palmer? Well, 
Look at look at the type of offense he's in. He's in a Bruce Arian offense. Okay. He's in a Bruce Arian offense. And um Bruce Arian likes to air the ball out. Carson Palmer is a very good deep ball thrower. Okay? Very good deep ball thrower. And he's got some horses in John Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, and uh, Michael Floyd to throw to. In a 12-team league, Carson Palmer is in is a pick in the 10th round. I'm just saying. Just, just, just off the top of my head, just, just guys that, that uh, could be viable picks and definitely be out there in those two, two, two rounds, eighth round, tenth round, and you could pick them up. And just imagine the eight picks before that, the type of talent in the running back and wide receiver position you can pick up, and it'll make up for what people perceive is a less than talented quarterback or a quarterback that won't get you the same amount of points. But you're making those points up and you're spreading those points around. Okay? You're not relying on one player, a quarterback, to get you X amount of points each week. All right? Suppose that quarterback goes down for God, 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 uh, for whatever God reason, God for sake of reason, Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning, um, and it's possible <coughs> they can go down. Now you, now you're scrambling to get a quarterback, unless you picked up a decent quarterback as a backup. I try not to draft two quarterbacks. To tell you the truth. I draft one quarterback. You know why? Because there's always a quarterback to pick up off the waiver wire that you can fill in for a week. Hopefully, just for a week on a bye week. Just think about that. Think about that. Just food for food for thought. I don't draft a quarterback. Used to be the fifth or sixth. Now I go to seventh, eighth, and maybe beyond, depending on how the draft is going and depending on who I think will be available as we go further into the draft. I don't panic when when um, there's a quarterback run. And there's going to be one, just like every other position, there's going to be a run on that. I don't panic on that. I can stay true to what I believe in and it's gotten me uh, championships and some prize money to boot trophies, whatever you want to talk about. Just think about that. You don't need to draft a quarterback. Only if you want to lead quarterbacks, then you go and, and go for them. But, if you really are serious about winning, serious about winning, in my opinion, you don't draft the quarterback in the early rounds. Early rounds. 12 team, 16 draft. 
get a quarterback. Just around mid- midway point. Or, or, or depending on how the, the uh, draft is going. And I have no qualms of who, who I pick up when Because usually my squad is pretty strong. In the other positions, you spread that spread that scoring out. You don't have to really rely on one motion to uh, give you uh, max points. Better chance. And actually, you probably capped at the amount of points that you can get. But you're consistent. Getting week out for the most part. Barring injuries. That's key. Barring injuries. I've ranted on for about 20 minutes. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. And then we're coming back. We'll talk about quarterbacks. All right. Here we go. Thursday night is the right time to kick back and listen to the FSP Crew Show as they break down the weekend sports and prepare you for Thursday night football. 8 p.m. Eastern, just before the game starts. Jerry the Master Taylor hosts the show with Jeff the Joker Goldberg and Mike the Bookie Monster Wright. The three gentlemen debate and discuss a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything on the FSP Crew Show every Thursday night on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365. And listen to other informative programs as well. Information, motivation, variety. Victor Gardner began the fantasy sports and politics brand with the idea of combining two of his passions into a radio show. He then learned that politics were 95% of sports. When you tune into the Fantasy Sports and Politics show every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, Mr. FSP himself, Vic Gardner, and Jerry the Master Taylor will go over the weekend sports, prep you for your upcoming fantasy games, and spark a debate politicians would love to hear. That's the FSP show every Saturday at 1 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com forward slash B-I-C-H-B-K. You can listen at spotonradio.web.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365. For other informative programs as well, information, motivation, variety. All right, we're be- we are back. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master. We're talking about quarterbacks, fantasy football-wise. All right. All right, people. 25 is where I'm going to start at. This guy had a new coach. He uh, got the uh, uh, coach um, tossed aside, fired, quit, whatever, along with the offensive coordinator, which was my father's son duo. And now you know who I'm talking about. Uh, but then he got uh, uh, Jay Gruden, who is a supposedly a quarterback-friendly and quarterback guru type of coach. And 2014-2015 season for the Washington Redskins and Robert Griffin was absolutely a disaster. Now, he got benched. Uh, he got hurt. He... Uh, um, um, butted heads with the uh, coaching staff and 
it was amazing because not too long before that, he was the uh, offensive rookie of the year. And, and he did that over Andrew Luck. Now, where is Andrew Luck gone? And what, where, what happened to the play of Robert Griffin III, which has gotten just worse, not better? You got a new GM in there. Um, and quite naturally, the quarterback depth has been kept uh, as it was. Robert Griffin III sits on top of it. Then Kirk Cousins. And then uh, Colt McCoy, they uh, they uh, um, exercised a 2016 option, uh, which is uh, 16.2 million dollars for Robert Griffin. So in essence, you know where I'm going with this. This is a make or break year for uh, RG3. Um, and that option. I should say, isn't guaranteed. Now, this is the second year in Gruden's offense. Everyone thinking that uh, Eli Manning is going to, and I brought this up yesterday on the FSP show, hosted by Vic Gardner and I, I'm the co-host at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that uh, everyone expecting Eli Manning to uh, make a leap and play better on the year two of um, Greg McAdoo's offensive, him being offensive coordinator for the Giants. Is that what's going to happen with Robert Griffin III in Washington? And Gruden is a rigid coach. Seems like he wants it his way. And if Robert Griffin doesn't perform, it could be lights out for Robert Griffin III and, and welcome uh, either Kirk Cousins or Colt McCoy in some games in 2015. Now, I've, we've debated this against, uh, and, and I'm saying we, as I'm talking about Vic Gardner, I debated this on uh, what Robert Griffin III is going to do. And I'm saying you got to prove it to me because he looked absolutely horrible last year. He's 25 on my list, and he could easily fall out of that or jump up in that, depending on how he plays. No more does he have. And, and, and this is the problem I have. Be careful what you wish for, Robert Griffin III. You more or less wish that uh, the Shanahan's were no longer with the organization. You got that wish. Jay Gruden came in. You thought you're going to have your way. Jay Gruden said, uh, no, I'm the coach. This is my way. Lamb basted you in, 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 uh, in the press, in, in the public. Uh, you put your foot in your mouth a few times and uh, had no really ground to stand on. And uh, got humbled extremely, got extremely humbled. We'll see what Robert Griffin III is going to do. I have him number 25. I don't think he's draftable. But in a 12-team league, 
and you want to draft a second quarterback, why not? You don't have to. You don't have to play him. And if it's a one quarterback league, I'm sit on a bench. Uh, if your quarterback either doesn't pan out, if Robert Griffin starts playing well, then you probably know in the first few games whether he's going to play well or not. Or your quarterback gets hurt, or at least you have him for the bye week, or you can have him as trade bait if he starts playing well. That's the only way I would use Robert Griffin as third. I wouldn't start him. There's no way, no way that I would have him as my number one quarterback. Ain't happening. Not to happen. Wait and see. If you draft him, you wait and see. Anyway, let's move on from that. We got a guy here that uh, hasn't thrown a, and as soon as I tell you who this is, you'll know who it is. Because he's the only quarterback who's done it. Over the last Um, and all of 2014, 2015 season, I'm talking about Alex Smith of the Kansas city chiefs, who's rated my number 24 quarterback. Doesn't like to throw the ball down. They haven't thrown a touchdown pass, and I, and I keep on saying this because it's very important uh, that you know that the quarterback and his wide receiving core um, in fantasy, it, and depending on where you draft them, 15 starts, and I think it's either October or November or November of 2013 was the last time that a wide receiver put a touchdown pass from Alex Smith. A wide receiver catching a touchdown pass from a quarterback. Didn't have one all last season. And I'm telling you, the, the season before that, it, that it, 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 it bled over to. That's like unheard of. Who ever heard of such a thing? Well, it happened. And the reason why it happened is very. Alex Smith is a very conservative quarterback. He like some of the big high I think in the offense that uh, they played, they, they run one of the highest team the out changes, uh, changes colors. I think it's going to be it's as usual. Now, say I won't throw a touchdown. How can you? That's why Smith, uh, number. Uh, in quarterbacks in fantasy football. Let's move on to 
a rookie. Yeah, a rookie. You know, I, I think this guy, um, he's under a quarter. He's under a coach that has gotten has had a pretty good rapport with quarterbacks and pretty much gotten the uh, um, for the most part the best out of quarterbacks. Quarterbacks that have a um, talent. Now, Jake Locker, I've never liked Jake Locker ever since, since he came in the league, and he proved to be um, all, uh, all but a bust, uh, less than 50% or very close to 50% in completion rating. rating, rating. But I think uh, Marcus Mariota, um, who had a three-year uh, almost uh, 70% uh, se- se- 67% passer rate passer uh was it let me put it this way was a 60% passer and do 105 to 14 105 touchdowns to 14 interceptions in his career and had 29 rushing touchdowns and that's what you're banking on here i think this kid's it's going to be a rusher uh, in the uh, and I'm not saying he's going to be Russell Wilson, but I think he's going to be in the Russell Wilson mode, a uh, mold, uh, being able to pass the ball efficiently, not taking really big chances um, and being able to run the football to get out of trouble when he needs to and being a mobile quarterback and mo- and running and on the run. Um, Chip Kelly. This was his old quarterback when he was in Oregon. Chip Kelly tried to uh, do everything he could um, without going too crazy uh, to to uh, trade up for Murrieta. But the uh, Pats, I mean, but the Titans, who had the number one pick in his 2015 draft, decided to take him. And I think that that was a good choice. And I think with the weapons he has, uh, as in Delaney Walker, Kendall Hunter, uh, Dorio Green Beckham, who they drafted in a third round, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, Justin Hunter has a nice uh, veteran and young uh, young players. Um, Justin Hunter being a second year, Dorio Green Beckham being a rookie, just like Marcus Mariana, and two decent veterans in Kendall Wright and uh, the high uh, the, the target leader. Uh, uh, in passes, which was uh, Delaney Walker. Um, I think he's got a good mix there of um, guys that he can throw to. And uh, I think, and we'll talk about this guy, they're going to have a decent running back because they've had running back issues too along with the offensive line. So um, I think Marcus Mariota, is draftable, okay, as a backup quarterback, not a QB one. He's another wait and see, okay. Now it's very rare that a quarterback. He had Robert Griffin the third and Andrew Luck perform well, and uh, but it's very f- rare for a quarterback <coughs> to um, um, be a starting quarterback in fantasy. Not that it can't happen. And it, it would happen. Mariota would be probably be one of them. But he's he draftable enough. His average draft position is, is um, 
he's probably not even draftable yet. I mean, but in my opinion, I would put him on my bench uh, as a specula- speculative um, um, piece. He's going to get he's going to get drafted real late, uh, unless somebody want to take some of that because of his name as a sexy pick. But I wouldn't guarantee anything that's going to take anything consistent. But he is my number twenty three. Let's move on because uh, got twenty six minutes and I got twenty two guys to get to uh, twenty one guys before I get to number twenty one. I mean number one guy. Uh, the next guy. Mr. Inconsistent, but I, despite the inconsistencies in it in him and the things that he does, uh, I should say does not do in the playoffs, I have to uh, think that with all the talent that he has around him, helps put him where he's at right now. Um, because he's got limited talent, but the talent that he has around him makes him uh, a decent quarterback, uh, uh, a backup quarterback, to say the least, not a starting quarterback. These guys, until I get into the top 10, top 12, uh, these, these guys are backup quarterbacks for the most part. Andy Dalton doesn't make the people around him better. The people around him make him better. It's the type of situation that Hugh Jackson has and Marvin Lewis, who's the head coach, Hugh Jackson being an OC. Run the football, play conservative defense, take your shots down the field, but have the talent around the quarterback do the work and not the quarterback um, be the focal point and be be the one, be the man. He's got Tyler Eifert. He's got Marvin Jones. He's got A.J. Green. He's got Jeremy Hill and Giovanni uh, Bernard. Those are a lot of weapons. And Hugh Jackson took over the O.C. role, role, I should say. Dalton went from in Jay Gruden's offense, which was before last year. Number five fantasy quarterback to number 19. Now, I have him at 22. I think that's a real good spot for him uh, because, and, and I'll say this, and, and you'll probably hear me say this again, he's like like uh, Forrest Gump says, he's like a box of chocolates. chocolates. You never know what you're going to get from Andy Dalton. So that's why I have Andy Dalton. Rated number 22. On my hit list of quarterbacks. Now, this guy is Mr. Dysfunction and the next guy I'm talking about, which is number 21. He can be an all-world quarterback, and the next, you blink of an eye, he can be the dumbest quarterback on the planet. That's how Jay Cutler rolls. Uh, When he was Mark Tressman last year in a uh, uh, quarterback-friendly system, He, he wound up as the ninth quarterback in points per game. But on turnovers, and actually he was strong that he didn't 
is no longer there. John Fox, who is a conservative defensive-minded coach, and most defensive-minded coaches are, are conservative, is in the house now. And uh, 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 they also have a new GM and a new offensive coordinator in Adam Gase. Now, Fox said he wasn't, he, he intimated that he wasn't totally committed uh, to Cutler's future Chicago. And I wouldn't be either because the fact is he's run through offensive money who is the truck and for whatever reason didn't work in Chicago on the, with Jay Cutler. Or some defensive-minded coach like Lovey Smith, who uh, was a conservative type of coach, and, and pretty much—I would say pretty much—let um, Cutler do his thing and, and had a, had a defense that could make up for the mistakes Cutler um, produced. That's one of the reasons why Lovey Smith isn't there because the defense went downhill and couldn't cover up uh, the, the mistakes that Cutler was uh, uh, putting out there, and that's what happened to Mark Tressman also. Uh, the defense got even worse. You got uh, Austin Jeffrey, Martellus Bennett, Eddie Royal, and even they drafted because they were so bad last year, especially the defense, Kevin White, which is a very good cast, in my opinion, for Jay Cutler to, to uh, um, throw to, much less, and I'm not forgetting about Matt Forte, who uh, I think he caught a hell of a lot of passes last year and led the, led the running backs in pass reception. But Jay Cutler is not a starting quarterback. He's number 21 on my list. And uh, this is the bye week guy. This is a guy you got to go into. And, and I don't even know what's an ideal situation from week to week because you never know what you're going to get with this guy. That's how That's how sketchy he is. And I wouldn't trust him. You know, you got um, hold your nose, close your eyes, cross your fingers, cross your legs, cross everything that you have in your body that you can cross, and put them in your lineup uh, uh, from week to week if you don't have any other option, which I hope you do. Because he can be all world. He can be the best quarterback of the week. Or he could be looking like a rookie out there. And that can happen in a quarter, in a half, and then quite naturally in a whole game. That's how erratic and inconsistent. And he's been around. It's not like this is the second or third year. He's been around. So he shouldn't be making these mistakes. He's your modern day Jeff George, in my opinion. A lot of talent. People always say he's got a lot of potential. He's got a lot of talent. Can't seem to get it together because it, it, it the, the 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 problem is not his talent. The problem is in his head. The mental port, part, port the mental portion of the game 
And that's what's been Jay Cutler's downfall. Not letting his talent be the talent around him work for him. He's trying to do it all himself. All right, let's move on to the next guy, which this guy to me is an afterthought for a lot of people. And I have, like I said, I wouldn't have any problem putting this guy in my starting lineup and uh, got a damn good defense, got very good weapons in the uh, passing game and uh, two good running backs. Uh, I would have no problem in a Bruce Arian uh, offense. The only problem that I have and, and the chance that you're taking is that he's had two ACL tears. Um, he, him keeping staying healthy. If Carson Palmer can stay healthy and throw it to John Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Floyd, and, and uh, use the running backs that he has, including Duke Johnson or David Johnson, that they drafted um, out of the third round. In that Bruce Arian offense, and he wants to run a more balanced offense, I like I like the chances up here. Now this is this this is my first sleeper. Like I said, I would have no problem putting Carson Palmer in the position of my starting quarterback. I feel very comfortable because Bruce Arian puts his quarterbacks in a great position. Great position to um uh, uh, to to succeed, and remember Bruce Arian before he went to the uh, Arizona Cardinals, coached Andrew Luck. Before that, he coached Ben Roethlisberger, and each stop, that offense was very good, very good. And each stop, that offense and quarterback excelled as long as Carson Palmer can stay healthy. And that's the key. If you draft Carson Palmer as your number one quarterback and he has a draft position of 120.7, which in a 12 team league is 10th round. And he performs well. You've done a hell of a job drafting. Hell of a job drafting, especially with a starting quarterback that you got in the 10th round. Imagine what type of team that you have. I'm thinking the type of team that you have because you waited so long to get your quarterback in the 10th round will be invaluable to you. Be invaluable to you. Because with somebody in the 10th round, you're expecting, uh, uh, you're not expecting double digit points, uh, really. You're, you're, you're not expecting mid double digit points and possibly more than that. Or high double digit points, meaning you're not expecting 15 points or more. 15 points or more from a 10th round pick is, is, is gold. And, Carson Palmer in a Bruce Arian offense, I think, can give you that, especially with the, with the uh, uh, um, weapons that he has at his disposal. 
All right, let's move on because uh, time is going short, and um, I want to get up to this this guy, number nineteen, and uh, some. Depending who you talk to, some people have high expectations in fantasy for this guy, and some people saying it's a rookie quarterback, another rookie quarterback. He's not going to do so well now. I just gave it away who it is. Um, I already talked about one rookie quarterback that I, that was in um, 24, or excuse me, 23, and now I got this guy at number 19. Uh, he goes to a team that really needed a, a quarterback. The quarterback I told you, Josh McGowan, didn't like, told you he was a backup quarterback. Um, uh, he had smoke and mirrors when he went with the BCS title. 2014 and uh even though it sound to 20 uh interceptions and uh wasn't that good um and but he did have a 66 percent completion rate um I still think he's a backup quarterback. He's a rookie quarterback, okay? Not to say that rookie quarterbacks can't be your number one, a, 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 a la uh, Robert Griffin III, um, uh, and like it like that. Uh, even Andrew Luck is, was uh, not that bad as a rookie quarterback. And, um, but he's 19. So that tells me in a 12-team league, he is a backup by week. Put him on your roster. Now, if he performs, do one of two things. You can try to trade him and use him as trade bait, or you can put him in your roster and with whoever you have as your starting quarterback, trade him away and try to strengthen your team that way. Remember, remember what I keep on telling you. I keep on saying this. You don't need a top-tier quarterback. It's a sexy pick. I understand that. And it's very hard to get the mindset that it, if I don't get uh, one of these top five quarterbacks, I'm not going to be able to compete. Trust me. You'll be able to compete because what you don't have in a quarterback, as in Peyton Manning, a Drew Brees, a uh, um, um, Andrew Luck, You'll make up with the other players, running back, wide receiver. Trust me on that. It's the tried and true formula that works. So pick up Jameis Winston. I have him rated number 19 in my list. And uh, we'll, uh, jury will still, still, the jury will be out. You never know. You may have caught lightning in a bottle. You can catch him late. But I'll put it this way. Some people like this, that's, that's that new toy. And these two quarterbacks, Mar Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston, are new toys. So people have a tendency to, I want this new toy on my team and pick them where they shouldn't be picked. I'm thinking these guys um, are really late-round picks. 
because they're rookie quarterbacks. You never know what you're going to get. But some people may pick them up earlier because they want that name on their roster. Me, it's a late, 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 late pick. T uh, 11th, 12th, 13th, around there somewhere in, in a 12-team in a, uh, league. 12-team I'm talking about. All right, let's move on to uh, my wife's favorite quarterback. He's number 18 on my list. Um, with all the dysfunction that took place in San Francisco last year, Colin Kaepernick uh, uh, took a step back. Um, he wasn't a useful fantasy option last year. Um, even against the uh, worst defenses, his quarterback, his quarterback rating dipped for the second straight year, and he didn't um, – he only managed to rush for one touchdown after scoring nine the, the previous 29 games. Um, he's got a rocket for an arm. Everybody knows that. But for some reason, um, he regressed. And uh, hopefully, the time he spent with Carson Palmer uh, over this past offseason, changing his motion, I guess, me, me, changing his um, mechanics, uh, trying to change his mindset and 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 being a effective quarterback, uh, his passing ability, um, at the and, and um, will uh, progress rather than regress. Michael Crabtree is no longer there. You got Tory Smith, who is a deep deep ball threat. Um, you got rid of Frank Gore. You got the uh, um, uh, the young running back there now to take his spot. So the only go-to guy, Stevie Johnson, is no longer there. So the only reliable guy who also had a bad season last year was is Vernon Davis. He's number eighteen. He's a backup until proven different. 49er fans are looking for Colin Kaepernick to pick his game up. Um, I think he's going to have to. New coaching staff, uh, different uh, um, um, receiving core, all except for one. We'll have to wait and see how Colin Kaepernick reacts uh, and performs, I should say, uh, come this 2015-2016 season. If he um, takes a step forward or takes another step back. All right, let's move up here. This guy. Now, I painted a, 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 a not too rosy a picture for the team when we when Vic and I last, yesterday on the uh, FSP show at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on the Saturday afternoon um, talked about the NFC North. And I'm specifically talking about the Minnesota Vikings. Um. He had a 68.9 completion rate, and his quarterback rating over the final six games was 98.1. So he had a rocky beginning, and then as the final six games, 
a little more of the quarter of the season was played out. Teddy Bridgewater uh, played well. Now they had um, problems with the offensive line, and uh, Kyle Rudolph couldn't stay healthy for the most part of the season. Coradell Patterson uh, was a complete waste last year. Um, so who did, who did uh, Teddy Bridgewater throw to? Greg Jennings and, yeah, uh, um, his, his go-to guy, uh, really go-to guy, was uh, Charles Johnson. And then he had also had Jarius Wright and the tight end at times with Chase Ford. Well, they added Mike Wallace, and I'm not a big Mike Wallace fan. You listened to yesterday's show. I told you I'm not a big Mike Wallace fan. Uh, but because Mike Wallace is, is like a nine route runner, and that's all he does. But you do still have Charles Johnson. And you have returning from a suspension, AP, Adrian Peterson. So defenses are going to key on AP. Put eight, nine guys in the box one-on-one -on -one coverage with wide receivers, give Teddy Bridgewater a chance to uh, get the ball down the field to the wide receivers that I, uh, uh, the receiving core that I talked about. I think these guys are going to play well. I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to play well. This is another sleeper that I think could be a QB one at one point in the season. Um, I would definitely grab him on my roster and put him on the bench for now. And in fact, I probably wouldn't have a problem if push came to shove is have him as my starting quarterback for the simple reason in a North Turner offense. And uh, I, I keep on saying this. I love North Turner as an offensive coordinator and he's got weapons. He's got weapons. Um, and I think what the weapon he's got, look at it. Look who he has. He's got a decent quarterback that he he's molding very well. He's got a all-pro running back and very good wide receivers, a mix of veterans and young wide receivers with a lot of upside and a lot of talent. I like the what the Minnesota Vikings. They may not equate to a lot of wins, but it could equate to uh, some good fantasy points. Um, I'm thinking that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be a sleeper. This year. Next guy we talk about, number 16, is uh, Mr. Reliable. I said I shouldn't say Mr. Reliable, but he's the type of guy that lost his favorite one of his favorite toys. And that was uh Tory Smith, who went to the 49ers. Joe Flacco ranked 13. In fantasy quarterback scoring, under uh, Gary Kubiak, he had one of his best uh, uh, years career-wise, and quite naturally, they had one of the top rushing attacks. That's what Gary likes to do. He likes to balance it out with uh, a great running attack, zone run, uh, zones zones type of scheme in running attack, and uh, Flacco and the offense benefited from that. 
Now, not an elite quarterback. He's relatively a, a consistent quarterback. So he, he might, he's not a starting quarterback. He can be in a bye week, but in my opinion, he's not the type of quarterback that I would start week to week. Um, the problem I have here is the number one receiver, Steve Smith, who's 36 years old. He's got number two receiver, maybe, Brashard Perriman, who's got hand issues. His number one uh, um, tight end is uh, a, a rookie, Max Williams, who's also got um, some hand issues. So he's borderline, but I wouldn't play him on a week-to-week -week basis. Possibly a, oh, he, not possibly, he's a bye week fill -in. So I'm going to go into overtime, tune in next week, same time. Now we are in overtime. All right, let's move on to number 15. This guy's a huge injury risk, huge injury. He suffered his second career, second uh, uh, ACL tear in his left knee in less than a year. Just trying to get back, Chip Kelly made a trade to get Sam Bradford. Traded Nick Foles in to St. Louis, and uh, now he has Sam Bradford, and he made a lot of roster moves, and a lot of people are looking at Chip Kelly because Chip Kelly is the man. He's making he's he's got total control, and he's wielding it, and uh, relying a lot on Sam Bradford to come through for him. Uh, if not, then it's Mark Sanchez in this offense. He got rid of Jeremy, not once he got rid of it, but he didn't re-sign Jeremy Macklin. Jeremy Macklin is no longer there. Um, he's got a uh, Nelson uh, um, Aguilar from USC, um, and he's got uh, Justin Matthews, and he also has uh, uh, Riley Cooper along with uh, Brent Selleck and uh, Zach Ertz. But the biggest splash he made, he got rid of LaShawn McCoy, sent him off to Buffalo to bring in a um, a uh, 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 a uh, linebacker coming off an ACL tear, a knee injury. And then uh, to get running backs, now he had Darren Sproles, okay? He let Chris Polk walk. Um, and... Uh, but he picked up Ryan Matthews, and he picked up the rushing leader of last year, DeMarco Murray. He's got weapons. The big question is Sam Bradford. Is Sam Bradford going to be healthy come the season starts? Don't even know if he'll be able to play in, in the, hopefully he'll be able to play in the preseason games. Training camp starts uh, the later, late, later, late part of this month, and uh, we'll see how Sam Bradford uh, has progressed, uh, and if his knee is, if he's able to physically get on the field and perform and perform at a high level. Because Sam Bradford, at the time when he was drafted a few years ago in 2010, was a number one pick. So, if he uh, pans out. 
Chip Kelly could have found uh, gold, but we have to. But Sam Bradford has yet to be a uh, healthy quarterback over his NFL career. All right, let's move to number fourteen on my hit list. This guy has one of the best wide receivers to throw to. And when he went down, his number two wide receiver picked up the slack uh, just like he was his, the number one wide receiver. Without, didn't, didn't skip a beat. He lost Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush is no longer with the uh, Detroit Lions. Um, Sam Bradford, excuse me, uh, Matthew Stafford also had a uh, first-year offensive coordinator um, in Joe Lombardi. Here, here is another quarterback that's coming off a season where he's learned a new offense, and this is the second year in that offense. And I'm expecting um, Matthew Stafford to make a leap in his second year with this offensive uh, and with the offensive uh, coordinator, Lombardi. Quite naturally, they play indoors. And a lot of their games, and I can see it happening because look at the quarterbacks in the NFC North. Sam, uh, excuse me, Matthew Stafford. Jay Cutler, Aaron Rodgers, and Teddy Bridwater. Now, only one of those teams plays inside. Two of those come 2016, I think it's 2016, uh, or whenever, are going to be playing inside, meaning Minnesota is going to go back inside, and uh, uh, Detroit's always going to be inside. The other two play outside, meaning Chicago and Green Bay. But those quarterbacks when they go up against the, each other, can light it up because all those defenses now aren't prolific defenses, meaning th that the quarterback position um, can excel uh, when they play each other. So th there can be a, uh, they can be uh, capable of generating a lot of shootouts, and that falls directly into – um, Matthew Stafford's wheelhouse. He's got uh, Golden Tate, like I said. He's got Calvin Johnson. He's got Joyke Bell, who's very good at coming out of the backfield, along with Amir Abdullah, the other running back they, they drafted this year. And also their uh, tight end, which is Eric Ebron, uh, which they have high hopes in, in getting more involved in the offense. I have him at 14. He's just outside a starting uh, quarterback. Um, in a 12-team league, I have would have no problem. I'm in uh, a few 14-team leagues and higher. I have no problem. Um, this is another guy I think is going to have a very good year, uh, despite what people think. Uh, I'm, I'm not one of those uh, that think that he's not. Uh, I know he took a step back, but just think about this. Eli Manning. Teddy Bridgewater. Matthew Stafford, all these guys had first-year offensive coordinators, okay, or in offense for the first year. Of 
the only one that they're talking about taking a step up that I hear a lot of is Eli Manning being better in the offense in year two. Well, why not Matthew Stafford? Why not Teddy Bridgewater, who both of those guys played better in the second half of the season than they did in the first half of, the, of a new offense? So think about that. I've given you two, two guys um, for the most part. Uh, Bridgewater at 17, Matthew Stafford at 14. That you don't have to draft early. You draft them late. Matthew Stafford's um, average draft position is uh, is uh, 53, which is about in uh, mid-fourth round in a 12-team league. Maybe a little high for me, but I've seen Matthew Stafford drop in the seventh and eighth round as an afterthought, thinking that he won't play as well under the Jim Caldwell and Joe Lombardi offense. I, like I said, I beg to differ. And, and he, he's another one. Uh, there's, there's a few court. I'm saying that, that that's what I'm saying. I'll keep it reiterating this. You don't need to draft a quarterback high in the first three rounds, even in the first four rounds, to get a effective quarterback. I wait. I'm confident enough I can get a quarterback. There's 32 quarterbacks in the league. There's usually in a 12 or 14 team league. Unless somebody drafts two quarterbacks back to back or in the first few rounds they draft two quarterbacks, you're going to get a good quarterback. You just be patient. Just wait. Don't worry about them um, uh, around quarterbacks. You see in a round people take two or three quarterbacks. Okay. Let them take quarterbacks. Look at what the quarterbacks you have left. Now, if you really want a quarterback, go right ahead. But understand, when you pick that quarterback early or too early, too early it's going to hurt you in other, other positions. It's going to hurt maybe that one um, running back that you really wanted to get or that wide receiver that you really wanted to get because you took him, took that quarterback. Now you're not able to take that running back because somebody else or a wide receiver because somebody else took him. Um, so you, you got you, you, you to balance it out. All right, let's keep keep it moving. At and I've, I've this is another guy I like. Um, now we're getting to guys here that you can move up or down on on the on the chart on the ranks, but this is another guy that has excelled and, and turned his career around for the most part. In the first eight weeks, he was both back. And have severe. Um, so, what happened? They, they resigned their left tackle. Uh, they got away from away from. So they drafted a running because they lost Ryan Matthews, and, and uh, they wanted a, a top running back. Lee got Melvin at the top. 
Allen, Allen didn't play that well last year. Antonio Gates, as we know, uh, was one of the best um, tight ends, surprisingly, to a lot of people last year. And, and Phil Rivers' go-to guy. Um, they also um, upgraded their slot receiver by getting Stevie Johnson, which is a very good pickup, very reliable guy. Now, I like him as a QB1. I got him at 13, just outside a 12-team league, but um, I see him as a... I see him as a QB one. I, I, I really like Philip Rivers to bounce back, even though Antonio, Antonio Gates is going to be suspended for the first few games. But he's got a lot of weapons. He's got a lot of weapons, and I and I, uh, I I'm confident that Keenan Allen's going to bounce back. I'm confident that Ladarius Green, who's going to take up the slack that uh, is missed by Antonio Gates, is capable enough to to provide enough. Um, to, to provide enough. So I, I'm confident that they, uh, Philip Rivers is going to give you QB1 numbers week in and week out. Tough competitor, Philip Rivers. Tough competitor. Never, never type of get, never, never the guy to, to really pack it in. Um, just like everyone else has his off days. But very consistent. This other guy, Mike Wallace, and this quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, were not a good fit. Mike Wallace is a nine-route runner, mainly a deep ball runner. Um, that's that's his forte. He's really not good at anything else. He really doesn't care to do anything. He's very And um, Brian Carlin, and then with Kenny Stills and Jordan Cameron, and Charles Clayton, there, Devontae Parker, regret him. Um, so right now, I have a young receiving core. Jordan Cameron only got a few years in, Kenny Stills only got a few years in. Legend is a player who was a PR machine. Nice players to see in that location's offense at uh, uh with the rush skill can um be what the want to be. Um, this is this is a Chip Kelly type of scheme. Um, and he did correct the D set did set career highs. In every statistic, now he 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 uh, he has to repeat. Let me put it this way: he can't regress. He's got to just get better in what he's been doing, uh, what he did in the 2014-2015 season. That's why I'm ha- I have him at number twelve. Now I don't. This this is always fascinating to me. Why this guy is, is rated so low? I'm rating rate him low here. Um, but his average draft position is 84, which is, if I'm not mistaken, 84 and a half. That's, um, that's in the eighth round, if I'm not mistaken. 
seventh round, approximately mid seventh round pick. Um, he came off back surgery last year. People think that, that they weren't going to get too much out of Tony Romo. They had a strong cast, especially a strong offensive line. Uh, they changed their philosophy. Um, and their, their, their philosophy, philosophy was to run the football. And that they did uh, to the tune of DeMarco Murray being the um, uh, NFL rushing leader and Tony Romo. Um, led the NFL in completion rate. Um, his touchdown rate in yards per attempt and QB rating. He had 34 touch, touchdown passes, uh, and that was the most since, since uh, 2007. He's, he's, he's an extremely accurate passer and with Death Bryant, Jason Wilson, excuse me, Jason Witten, and Terrence Williams. Um, I can't see any reason why um, Tony Romo can't repeat, either come close or maybe exceed um, what he did last year. Now, the runners that the rushers that the running backs that they have now, um, since DeMarco took his talents to um, um, the city of brotherly love in Philly, um, Darren McFadden, Joseph Randall, Ryan Williams, and Lance Stumbar are going to make up uh, for that. But I still have Tony Romo uh, rated number 11. Now, this this guy here may not make it. Uh, well, 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 it's coming. Let me put it this way. I still think this guy's top 10, okay? Even though that he may get suspended for the first four games or whatever. But he's going to get suspended some, some games because of the flake gate. Tom Brady has always been consistent and made all the guys around him that much better. Um, Julian Edelman, Brandon Lloyd, uh, the only big-time player that he has right now is Ron Kowski. Um, and uh, he always just seems that, uh, that he can get the job done. 39 touchdowns. 11 interceptions in New England's final 15 games, including the pay, including the playoffs. Dink and dunk, very accurate, not uh, able to, um, I wouldn't say able, not as accurate in a deep ball as he once was, but um, still can get the job done, and, and uh, uh, he, he warrants being the top 10. Now, some people are going to be talking about me and saying, what the heck is he doing within the top 10 here? Well, if you can get him in the later rounds, which I do believe you can in a 12-team league, probably in the same vein as uh, Carson Palmer, maybe a little lower, but in the same round, 10th round, maybe uh, 11th round I'm talking about, the gunner from New York, and I'm not talking about Geno Smith. I'm talking about Eli Manning. Second year in um, the uh, West Coast offense, Greg McAdoo's offense. Um, 
Oh, excuse me. I keep on saying Greg. It's Ben McAdoo's offense. A quick hitting, a quick hitting scheme. He's got um, Odell Beckham Jr. He's got Victor Cruz, who looks like he's going to come back and, and be able to play first game out of the shoot. He's got Larry Donnell, Ruben Randall um, as uh, the um, other two uh, receiving tight end and a receiver. Plus, uh, he's got uh, some decent running backs in Shane Vereen and um, Rashad Jennings shoring up that uh, offensive line. So it looks promising that the New York Giants and Eli Manning especially are going to uh, look to have a better year. Uh, ben McAdoo, like I said, he's one of these quarterbacks, and, and Ben McAdoo being the offensive coordinator. Um, that Eli Manning is, is should take a step forward uh, the second year in this offense. Next one is Cam Newton at number eight. Um, if he, he finished in the top five quarterback the first three seasons that he was in the league. Um, and he dipped last year to 17th. It wasn't about his play on the field. It was more about his health and, and, and uh, some of the bad luck that he was having. He had ankle surgery last year. He fractured the rib. He was involved in a car accident, um, in which he suffered two fractures in his back. But he only missed two games, and um, I think with a healthy Cam Newton, with the addition of Devin Funches, who's a big, big guy, uh, just like um, uh, Kelvin Benjamin, and also his go-to guy for the most part is uh, Greg Olson, uh, and and a healthy Jonathan Stewart with that running core, and a damn good defense. I like Cam Newton to have a bounce-back year. That's why I have him within the top 10 and, and number 8. Uh, healthy, he's going to be running the football quite naturally and being able to, to pass. One more year under his belt, more, much more experience, uh, better Cam Newton. Now, Drew Brees, which I have ranked number seven, uh, was ranked uh, among the top two fantasy quarterbacks in 2014. And three consecutive seasons um, and five uh, out of the last six. Last year, he dropped well this year he dropped to number six because he he was pretty disappointing, especially going down the stretch. He was a turnover machine waiting to happen. And, and I think that had a lot to do with his um offensive line and the um loss of one of his main wide receivers, which was Brandon Cooks, and uh and the um the the uh the diminished play of Marcus Colston. Well, they picked up uh, – uh, um, I wouldn't say they picked up. They have a healthy um, Brandon Cooks back, who's going to be one of the main guys. They uh, um, picked up a a offensive lineman in, in, in a trade against Jimmy Graham. They, and uh, I think uh, they're going to go to a more – conservative offense, but this is Drew Brees. And, 
and I, and they're going to be a more conservative run-based game, I mean, run-based team in, in a lot of the way they were when they won the Super Bowl. But Drew Brees in that season was still efficient enough and still a top-10 quarterback. And I have enough by having a number seven. At Ryan, got a different coach, which is a defensive coach. Um, he had weapons. You got to use him. White, Julio Jones. They picked up a running back in uh, – um, Oh my God! The running they pick up. Well, they picked up the running back in, in draft, and they have them, the Devontae Freeman. Um, so I think they're going to try with the uh, um, with the uh, uh, addition of uh, uh, a defensive minded coach. They're going to try to run the football more, and be more efficient, and take better chances. Uh, with the uh, passing game, and I still think Matt Ryan's going to be a top wide receiver. He threw 11 touchdowns and 317 yards per game over the final weeks. So I think he still can do that. All right. Number five, this guy, I pumped this guy up immensely last year. I've been pumping up for the last two years. Him and Todd Haley have finally got on the, on the right um, page, and it proved out with Antonio Brown playing big time, uh, Le'Veon Bell playing big time, Matavius Bright arriving on the scene, and quite naturally Ben Roethlisberger, captain of the ship, controlling all that. More um, freedom Todd Haley has given him, more up-tempo offense, uh, and, and ben Ar- Ben's got a big arm, can throw the ball down the field. And uh, he's got weapons. He's got Matavius Bryant, like I said, Le'Veon Bell, Marcus Wheaton, uh, Antonio Brown, and his old-time steady guy is Heath Miller. That's why I have Ben Roethlisberger. I don't think it's going to uh, change. It can only get better. Quite naturally, the top four uh, can be interchangeable, uh, except for this guy. I think this guy's going to regress because a lot of these teams – are going are going by the formula of running the football more and, and passing less. And because Gary Kubiak has moved to the Denver Broncos, that's going to happen. And Peyton Manning is going to be in a more conservative uh, offense, whether he likes it or not. Now, he's got some weapons, all right? He's got Owen Daniels that, that moved from with the Kubiak from Houston Texans to the Baltimore Ravens to the Denver Broncos. And he's also got Virgil Green. But then he's got Demarius Thomas as soon as he t- signs his tender. He's got Cody uh, um, Cody uh, Farmer uh, that, that, that he can throw to also. And he's got Emmanuel Sanders. And then the, the running backs, uh, Ronnie Tillman. Uh, and then uh, C.J. Anderson is more, more likely projected to be the running back. So he's got some weapons. And I think Peyton Manning's going to excel. Now this other guy, he's got a run and throw combination. Two times back-to-back in the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson, I think, is finished ninth. Russell Wilson finished ninth and eighth in quarterback scoring his first two ski, first two seasons. Um, and I can think he'd continue his, his tr- the trend for him to be the number three quarterback. And I like him uh, to just uh, keep, keep progressing as he gets more experience as being a starting quarterback in the NFL. 
These other two guys, Andrew Luck, he could easily be number one. But I have to put a number two um, because I think the number one guy is, is the number one guy. Um, so I really don't have to say too much about that. You know the weapons Andrew Luck has. Um, and I think um, with the addition of Frank Gore and especially Andre Johnson, um, he's, he's going to um, have a plethora of uh, weapons to throw to. And the number one guy, need I say more, drum roll please, Aaron Rodgers. I don't need to say what the, what the deal is here. Aaron Rodgers is 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 the man, and uh, he uh, will be the man until until whatever whatever uh, his time is to retire. With that being said, it's time to go. And uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the day. Tune in next week when we'll be talking about wide receivers. I am the master. I am JT. I'm out of here. See ya. It's a beautiful